<laughs> I just need to get, we just need to get in the Word of God. Why don't you open your Bible with me in Hebrews chapter 6. If you're watching this on the internet and you're watching this uh, on television somewhere, we want to welcome you to the series we're doing. It's a series called Foundational Principles, found in Hebrews chapter 6. And these are the principles that you can build a great life walking with God. And so this is uh, uh, about the third in our series. We're looking at fourth in our series now. We're doing the teaching on baptisms. So if you turn with your Bibles in Hebrews chapter 6, uh, verse 1. Now, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles or doctrines of Christ, let us go on to perfection or maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and faith towards God, of the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. So we notice that God wants us to go forward to grow, not to remain static, but to grow. And to grow forward requires two things. One, that you have spiritual foundations strongly established in your life. The foundations of a building are unseen, but the whole building depends on the strength of the foundations it would be unwise to build something on weak or incomplete foundations. Second thing is it requires that God permits us to go on. So God uh, requires, one, that we embrace and open our life to the foundations being set in place. Two, that we walk with Him. And so we've been sharing with you some of these uh, teachings. Now, the one we're on now is the doctrine of baptisms. So the word doctrine means the teaching or instruction. So there are some experiences we can have, and there's a teaching related to them. The teaching and the experience form the foundation. In the Western culture, people tend to think of teaching just as information. We don't relate it to life. From a biblical point of view, teaching and life went together. In other words, what you knew was what you were living out. And so you notice it talks about the doctrinal teaching of baptisms, plural. There are more than one baptism referred to in the Bible. And we saw last week a reference to four of them. You are baptized into Christ. So when we receive Jesus Christ as our Savior, the Holy Spirit comes into our life. We are born again. We become joined and become one or we become in Jesus Christ. Not only that, we are put by that same Spirit into a body of people. We become part of a church, a body of people called the body of Christ, God's family universal, and we outwork our conviction of that belief by committing to a local church and being involved in it. The next baptism we saw was the baptism in water. And so baptism in water, the uh, teaching or the instruction behind that is that when we came to Christ, we identified with Him and received Him as our representative then our old life, literally, its power of sin was broken. The Bible says very clearly the power of sin was broken when we came to Christ. We don't need to live in sin anymore. And so our old nature died, and we have become, in Jesus Christ, a totally new person. And so if someone dies, the natural thing to do is to bury them. So baptism in water is literally a public acknowledgement of an inward reality. My old life, living for myself, living independently, has finished. It's out of sight. That old nature, that old life, lived under the power of sin, living as, a, as everyone else lived, is now ended. A new life has begun. 
So being baptized into Christ and water baptism really is one kind of deal. And so water baptism is your testimony to the world and to the spiritual powers. That old person died. There's a new person risen up, born again. He's a child of the living God. It's a great change. But that's not all. Now God wants to immerse us into a different life. And so we come to the baptism in the Holy Ghost. And as we'll just, just give it in a summary, baptism in the Holy Ghost. The word baptize is to dip into or immerse you into something. So baptism in the Holy Ghost is immersion into the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. So the presence of the Spirit of God lives around you and is on you and flows freely from within you. It is literally the entrance into a supernatural living. Now you can understand then that the whole process baptized into Christ and water baptism deals with our old life. Now baptism in the Holy Ghost and the baptism in fire refers to the whole new realm of the way you're going to live. So being baptized in the Holy Ghost is just literally going through the door into the first of a whole realm of supernatural life. The original man that God created, Adam and Eve, were connected to God and lived in the supernatural dimension. They carried the power of God. They carried the creative life of God. When they fell and were disconnected from God, sin ruled over their lives. And so when we come to Christ, the power of sin is broken. We're born and baptized, declaring, now I've got a new life. It's in Christ. I'm joined to Him. I'm one with Him. I'm part of a body in the world. And now I'm going to immerse into a whole new dimension. Oh, an interesting life and journey that's supernatural. Why the church not living in the supernatural is totally short of what Jesus created us for. So let's just have a look at a few scriptures. So the first thing, we're going to have a look at the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I want to just look in Luke chapter 3. Luke chapter 3. And uh, we read in Luke chapter 3 at verse, uh, in verse 16, And John the Baptist answered, saying to everyone there, I am baptizing you in water, but one who is mightier than I is coming, that's Jesus Christ, his sandal strap I'm not worthy to loose, he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Oh, isn't that fantastic? He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. In other words, he will put you into a dimension where the Spirit of God clothes you and you are immersed in the life and flow and power of God. That's what he's talking about here. You say, that's not like my experience. Well, we need to bring our experience up to what the, the Word of God says, not bring the Word of God down to what we experience. So it's an immersion into the person and power and presence of the Holy Spirit. You can imagine if you stood under a shower. Suppose you went into a river and there's a, the river sort of flowing over and you stand under a waterfall and as you stand in that waterfall, just a flow of water coming down over you. As you stand in that waterfall, you are immersed in the water. That's kind of what it's talking about. Immersed in something that's coming down from you and, and, and touching every part of you, you are immersed in the waterfall. And so the baptism in the Holy Ghost then is where your soul, your personal, your, your life becomes immersed in a dimension of God supernaturally. And uh, of course, we can live in that or you can go back to living like you used to live. We have to choose what we're going to live like. So it's an entrance. So notice here that as we read on, it says, 
when all the people, verse 21, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass, Jesus also was baptized. So Jesus got water baptized, and following water baptism, as he rose up out of the baptism waters, he immediately was baptized in the Spirit. So from a biblical point of view, Jesus being the model, Holy Spirit baptism would normally follow directly after water baptism. As you rise, you bury the old life, bury the old nature, declare your old life is over, and now as you come up out of the waters, it's reasonable to expect you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So look what happened. It says, while he prayed, heaven was opened, the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him, and a voice came from heaven which said, you are my beloved son and you are well pleased. So Jesus is the pattern for us. So you notice after his water baptism, when he reached out and prayed, notice he prayed. That's how he entered into this experience being baptized in the Spirit. Notice the things that happened. Number one, heaven was opened. The supernatural realm of the Spirit became open. He had free access to intimacy with God the Father. Secondly, the Spirit of God came on him and remained on him. Thirdly, he started to hear the voice of God. Notice what the voice of God said. He hasn't even begun his ministry, done no great action, and the voice of God says, this is my beloved son. I'm pleased in him. So he had the father confirming his identity. He has moved from being a child unrecognized, and now he is standing clothed in the spirit of God, ready to engage the world in his ministry. Straight after that, Luke 4 verse 1, we find him being led by the Holy Spirit. So that's the example of Jesus. Now, Jesus made a promise. As we look in the life of ministry of Jesus, you have to notice that everywhere he went, there were supernatural manifestations and demonstrations. If you follow Jesus' ministry, you will notice these characteristics. Number one, he continually seemed to have access to the Father. He continually seemed to hear from the Father. So much so he said, actually what I see him showing me, that's what I do. What I see him doing, I do it too. What I hear him saying, that's how I judge things. So, so he continually left, flowed in a, in a flow of the presence of God speaking to him. Second thing you notice is the supernatural around his life. The two went hand in hand. When you look at the ministry of Jesus, relationship with God, access into the realm of heaven, and the flow of the Spirit characterized his life and ministry. Now, what did Jesus promise? I want us to look at a couple of scriptures. First of all, look in John chapter 20. John 20 and verse 21. Jesus has finished his course on the earth. He died for our sins. After three days rose from the dead. Now he's appeared to his disciples and he's about to commission them. And so this is what he says in verse 21. As the Father sent me, I'm sending you. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. At that point, it was like he was replicating what God did with Adam. Adam, God breathed into Adam, and Adam became a living soul. Jesus breathed into them. The Spirit of God entered into them. They were now born again. They were now children of the living God. Of course, some point after that, they must have got baptized in water. So, what happened then? So, they were joined to God. They were now born again. But their experience wasn't complete. Jesus had a mission for them to accomplish. He had a purpose for them to accomplish on this earth. And in order to accomplish his mission, 
they needed access to the supernatural. Why? Why do they need access to the supernatural? Very simple. We live in a Western culture here. The majority of the world doesn't have a Western worldview. It has a spirit worldview. And in cultures where you go to in the world, some of the things that are evident in every culture I've gone to is the evidence of witchcraft, occultism, and strong manifestations of spiritual power originating from evil spirits. Jesus was sending them into such cultures to change the culture. To change the culture, they needed to have power to overcome evil spirits, power to heal the sick. They needed power to go with their message. The kingdom of heaven is not just hot air and talk, it's also in power. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 2, I didn't come preaching in fancy words, but in demonstration of the spirit and power of God. So it was essential before they went to witness that they had power in their life. Now this is not a different power that they got that we get. It's the same power. It's the same promise. So if we have a look in a couple of scriptures, say look in Luke chapter 24. If you look in Luke chapter 24, this is another meeting of Jesus with them. And in verse 49, he says, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. Wait in Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. So now he says that there's something more for you to get. There's a promise for you. It is to be endued or to literally, that word endued means to sink into some clothing. So I am endued with this red shirt and black trousers. In other words, I'm clothed with them. So what he's saying is, you will be clothed with power. That word is supernatural power. God wants you to be clothed with power. Wants you to have power available in your life. No power, something's missing. Many Christians seem to live without any power and are not disturbed by that. Jesus said, wait till you receive the power. That's what you need to be able to do the work. So he said, wait until you be clothed with power. Power will come upon you. The same thing is repeated in Acts chapter 1. In verse 4, And he's assembled with them and he says, Wait for the promise of the Father which I've told you about. For John baptized you in water, but you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Verse 8, You shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. So notice he's talking not about a, a, an experience where the Spirit of God enters us, but now he's talking about being baptized or dipped and immersed into a dimension where the Holy Spirit operates. He uses different words for it. One word he uses is to be clothed with power. Another one he says is for the Holy Ghost to come upon you. Another word he uses is baptized in the Holy Spirit. So the Bible uses several words to try and get us to understand what it means. I'll, I'll pray for a few people shortly and try to demonstrate what he is meaning by this. So use baptized. So, so what is the baptism in the Holy Spirit? Notice he says you'll be baptized in the Spirit. The Spirit of God will come upon you. In some other places it says the Spirit will be poured out on you. In other places it says the Holy Ghost fell on them. So clearly it's talking about an experience where the Spirit of God comes upon us and something changes in us. Now, I believe there are two parts or two aspects of it. Here's the first one. The first is the invisible presence and power of the Holy Spirit comes on you and begins to clothe you. It begins to saturate your life. You become 
different when the Holy Ghost comes on you. Absolutely certain. You're quite different when the Holy Ghost comes on you. Now, notice it's a sensation where he comes on you. But not only that, what happens is he fills you and the life that's in your spirit is able to flow through your soul because your soul now begins to be free because it's soaked, saturated in the Holy Ghost. What is it free to do? It's free to express the life of the Spirit that's within us. It's free to move, move in gifts of the Spirit. You're free to receive spontaneous impressions, uh, promptings, pictures, images, things from the Holy Spirit. So we experience the Spirit of God baptizing us firstly as something coming on us and then something arising from being saturated in Him and beginning to flow through us and express in the world. So being baptized in the Holy Spirit, you are immersed into a dimension of the Spirit of God moving and operating. See? Now, just Bryden and Sean, why don't you just come up over and stand over here for a moment. If you just come up on the stage, it'll be a little easier for the camera to see. So the Holy Spirit comes on us, and then His presence arises within and flows through us. If you just come up here and just stand there. All right, just stand there. There we go. Camera will watch you now. And I want you just to lift your hands up to the Lord right now. Now, we should have some catches behind them, of course. That's right. Be quick on the mark because something will happen in just a moment. All right then. So, so Sharon, what now we're going to do is we're just going to pray that the Holy Spirit will clothe you, that the power of God will just come flowing and just whoo, touch your life just like that. You see, it's like something comes out of heaven. It's like heaven opens, and there's just like a flow of God just begins to come. The person starts to get touched by God. So right now, he's clothed with the Spirit. When you're clothed with the Spirit, then you start, sometimes you feel them, sometimes you can't stand. So you notice, it's like something invisible came over him. It's like something that was heavy, so heavy he couldn't stand. It was like something you couldn't see just came on him. Now, what's happened now is the Spirit of God is resting on them. Now, we tend to think in terms of concrete things, but the Holy Spirit is able to move and flow. So what's happened now is that don't run away. The Spirit of God has come on them. The Spirit of God has come on them. Now, so Holy Ghost is on them. Now, when we get baptized in the Holy Spirit, not only does the power of God come on us and clothe us, but actually it activates and we become filled inside as well. See, when I talk about being clothed, you tend to think of a physical body and physical clothing. When God talks about clothing, He's talking about your whole inner man being saturated, soul and spirit. So when your inner man is saturated, soul and spirit, then now something is going to rise up from within you. And the first expression, as we'll see in a moment, is normally people speak in tongues. Sometimes they just fall over. Sometimes they look like they're just drunk and can't stand up. But always there's a, there's a flow from within. So perhaps we just get them back up again, on their feet again. We'll just leave, just leave them there. They seem to be quite happy. Cecilia, just come on up here quickly. Just come and just come and stand over here and leave someone behind her. Now, when we become, see, notice the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit was poured out on them. So it's like a pouring out, <gasps> like a pouring out. Something from heaven just comes down like that over the person. Something, it's God's Spirit coming on them. But not only does the Spirit of God come on them, Spirit of God fills every part. So 
so our soul now can flow with the Holy Spirit if we will let it, and uh, we can actually activate gifts of the Spirit, and we can flow so the Spirit of God flows through us. So I'd just like to stand up again. If you could just stand up a moment. Now, one of the first expressions of the Holy Spirit flowing within us that happened in the New Testament is they began to speak in tongues. I'll explain that in a moment. But when the Spirit of God came on them in Acts 2, Acts 8, Acts 10, uh, Acts 19, when the Holy Ghost came on them, they began to do something. Because they were filled, they began to speak in a, a language they'd never learned as the Holy Spirit gave them the words. Now, you see, they began to speak in a language of the Spirit. There's an entrance into a new dimension. They're so filled, they're starting to talk. Acts 10, 44, Spirit came on them. As on us at the beginning, they began to speak in tongues. Acts chapter 2, Spirit came on them. They began to speak in tongues. Acts chapter 19, verse 6, Paul laid hands on them. They were filled with the Spirit, began to speak in tongues. Something from within them began to flow out. So you see something from within. So we get charged with the Holy Spirit. We just like to start, just try to come back, just give me your attention just for a moment. Just stay there, just right there, right there. So if I just begin to now allow myself to become filled with the Holy Ghost, thank you, Lord. I begin to thank God. and just Because the Bible tells us, continue to be filled. Don't keep drinking wine. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. So I begin to allow myself to be filled with... How do you get filled with the Holy Ghost? Thanking God, praising God, speaking in tongues, wandering, just beginning to just enter His presence. Now I'm starting to come alive with the Holy Ghost. So I'm sure if I'm alive with the Holy Ghost, if I was just to touch her, power of God would just go poop like that, straight down into her. Got both of them in one hit. So something happens. You get full of the Holy Ghost. I'm filling up with the Holy Ghost. And the Spirit of God. Now, when you're praying in tongues, the Spirit of God is giving you the language. Your spirit is praying. And now you're starting to energize. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, when you speak in tongues, when you speak in tongues, your spirit is now talking. Most people didn't even know they've got a spirit, let alone have a talk. They're too busy blabbing away. They don't stop. Let your spirit talk. See? So when you pray in tongues, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 14, my spirit is praying. In 1 Corinthians 14, and about verse 3, it says, when you're praying in tongues, you're speaking to God. And you're speaking uh, in a language he understands. Why? The Holy Ghost is giving you the language. When you're speaking in tongues, 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 4, you are, verse 2, you are speaking mysteries. You're beginning to speak out God's will, God's purposes. A powerful gift. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 4, when you speak in tongues, you are building up yourself. Some people think they don't need to build themselves up. That's why they remain weak. The Bible says it's given to build you up. So why would you want the gift? It'll build you up. And that word build up means to build a house or to structure or construct something. What has been constructed when you pray in tongues? Your spirit becomes mightily energized with the life of God. You're beginning to build your inward man. Why many people are weak. They don't build their inner man. Spend too much time eating. 
and build the inner man, you see. And when you begin to pray in tongues, now the power of God starts to fill your body, energize your body. It energizes your soul. You know what's going to happen next? If you pray in tongues, it's like you become so filled with the Spirit of God that you begin to start to sense in your soul the thoughts of God. You begin to flow in the gifts of the Spirit. And your whole body becomes alive and energized. So just say, hello there. Glory to God. See, something is alive in me that's causing that to happen. All I've done is make visible what the Bible says the Holy Ghost does inside a person. He energizes you, fills you with supernatural life. If you want to live a life that's trying hard, that's good, good for you. I'd rather have a life that's got a power boot. It's much easier. And you notice that as you activate that life, very commonly in the New Testament, joy is associated with the life of the Spirit flowing in you. So it's quite common when you begin to pray for people that they begin to start to get the joy of the Lord. <laughs> Holy Ghost, just come fill her now, Lord. Just let that joy just come around her life. See, joy begins to come on people. Isn't that right, Mel? See, I saw Mel get touched by that a while ago. So now, Mel, why don't you just walk out of your seat? If you just walk around about here, time you get to here, if you just focus the camera on her as she comes, joy in the Holy Ghost will be flowing over her life. See? So that joy in the Holy Ghost. Now, I'll tell you something. If you're watching this right now, this life of the Holy Ghost is going right to you. Now, you watch this. <laughs> Holy Ghost, just fill her right now. Fill her up. Now you see, now that looks good, doesn't it? Eh? The Bible says, be filled not with wine, but be filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, that's an interesting laugh. <laughs> Holy Ghost, we love you coming on us. There you go. Come on. It's beautiful, isn't it? Eh? See the Spirit of God come on people. Joe, come on over. Let the Holy Ghost get on you. Come on, you can feel as we begin to express His life, how the light begins to flow. The life of the Spirit is a flow from your innermost. Well, look at that. Presence of God, she can't stand up. It looks like she's been drinking, doesn't it, eh? Looks like she's been drinking. She hasn't been drinking. It's just she's under the influence of the presence of God. How did that happen? I began to stir my spirit and speak in tongues. What a great gift we've got. Now, Mickey, if you would just stand up where you are, way down there near the back, that's right, right in front of the camera. That's perfect. That's right. Now, to Mickey and all those who are watching, if you would just lift your hands right now, God is about to touch you just where you are. Say, so just watch this. Holy Ghost, come into Mickey. Come into the room behind her. Touch people right now with joy in Jesus' name. <laughs> Holy Ghost. There it is. She can barely stand. <laughs> oh, I got some of the others as well. Holy Spirit, come. See? The power of God. Well, how can you get filled with the Holy Ghost? Of course you want to be filled with the Spirit of God. Why would you live life with only half the experience? Got water baptized and never got dipped into the realm of the Spirit. Now, some people think, well, I got baptized in the Spirit. I've done it. Tick that one off. No, 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 no. It's a doorway into a flow of life and power. You've got to stay there. 
How do you stay there? Constantly being filled by the Spirit, being led by the Holy Ghost. Why does God fill you up like that? Why? He wants to energize your power, uh, bring power into your life. He wants to bring your prayer life to a whole new level, to fire you up in the Holy Ghost. Look at this. See? You're just about out to it now. Pretty gone. Be out to it for a while, I would think. It's the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost. How wonderful. So when you're baptized in the Spirit, it's your entry into a whole new realm where you can experience spiritual realities. You can learn to flow with the Holy Spirit. You can minister the life of the Spirit. You also engage spiritual conflict. You become aware of the demonic realm. Why do you become aware of it? Because very simply, you're called to conquer it. That's why the power is given. Funny in the West, they won't even talk about it. Strangest thing. Now, you and I know that's very real, isn't it? Some of you right now, as you're watching, you'll be a little agitated because the presence of God here will stir up the presence of any foreign spirit. But right now, we can just share you very simply how you can get filled with the Holy Ghost. It'd be great to get people filled with the Holy Spirit and praying in tongues and activate. How do you feel? Good. Wobbly. It's a good feeling, though, isn't it? What happened to you? It felt like sprinkles of something were coming on you, and you feel fresh inside, I guess. Can you stand again? We're not too sure. No, no, we're beyond standing now. <laughs> okay, we're going to have an altar call in a moment. Get people to come up and get filled with the Holy Ghost. See, so the realm of the Spirit, what a wonderful realm it is. This is where you and I are called to live. You say it's hard. No, it isn't hard. Living without the fire of the Holy Ghost is hard. It is really hard. Living without His vitality and having to face the burdens of life is very hard. But oh, to be able to get up and praise God and speak in tongues enter his presence and experience him and hear him speaking to you oh your life becomes so energized well why don't we just close our eyes right now if you're watching this on television or if you're watching here just in the audience today in the congregation today just a couple of things how does a person get filled with the Holy Ghost well you need to have given your life to Jesus first of all you've got to become a Christian first of all uh, but then the Bible says in Mark eleven twenty four, when you stand praying, whatever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them and you will have them. So notice, here's what is needed. Number one, I must want to be filled with the Spirit. I must desire God to clothe me and fill me. Number two, I need to ask Him. I need to just come and ask Him in faith, believing that He wants to do this. Jesus said, this promise is for you. Peter said, it's for you and your children and everyone who's afar off that's got to fix New Zealand. See? Thirdly, I need to, or fourth, I need to receive. One, desire, two, ask, three, believe, four, receive. Then you do have to step out and yield to the Holy Ghost and let his voice express through you. You speak and the Holy Ghost gives you the language and a whole new dimension starts. So why don't we just do that right now? Would you like to all stand up? We're just, I'm going to lead you all in a prayer. If you're watching this on the television, you could follow me in this prayer. And God, the same God that's here, is there where you are too. 
and he will respond to your prayer. So I'm going to lead everyone in a prayer. I'd like you all to just do these things. I'd like you all to follow me in the prayer. We're going to reach out believing and asking for the Holy Ghost to fill us. You say, well, I've already been filled with the Spirit. Good, ask again. Then we receive. Take a deep breath in. And then we stretch out and begin to yield and let the Spirit of God flow through us. Begin to speak in tongues. Let's really speak in tongues. I believe it's going to be great joy start to come into the house, come into you wherever you are. Lord, I'm asking you right now that as people watch and they pray this prayer, the joy will come into that meeting. Are we ready? Come on, just lift our hands right now. If you're watching on the television, please stand up wherever you are. Lift your hands up to God who is there for you. Thank you, Lord. I want you to follow me in this prayer. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> Jesus, I confess you as my Savior and Lord. I believe you died on the cross for my sins and you rose again from the dead. I declare you're my Savior and I belong to you. Now, Lord Jesus, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. I want to be clothed with power. I'm asking you now, according to your word, to fill me with your spirit, to give me the gift of tongues. So by faith now, I receive the Holy Ghost. I receive the gift of tongues. And I praise you with my new language. Come on, let's praise him now. Holy Spirit, come. Begin to touch people. Begin to fall on. Touch people's lives right now. Let the joy of the Lord, Holy Ghost, come. Fire. Let the fire of God come on people right now. Whoa, Holy Ghost, touch her. <laughs> Fill her, fill her, fill her, Lord, right now. Oh, the presence of God. Father, touch people who are watching right now. The power of God touch you right now in Jesus' mighty name. Oh, we release joy. We release liberty. We release freedom right now in Jesus' name. Come on, let's just keep praying in tongues. Holy Ghost, come right now. Holy Ghost, come. Fill right now. Fill right now. Thank you, Lord, for your mighty presence. We're going to flow into that song. I'm free. Hallelujah. If you'd like to come out the front, I'll lay hands on you. There's a real presence of God here today. We'll pray for God's power to really touch your life with joy today. Are we ready? Come on, let's flow into that song. I'm free. I am free from. I am free from.
something he is the source of life and power a lot of us fuss over what we dress up in when we go out but my you want to be dressed in the spirit of god you can be clothed with heaviness yes. or you can be clothed with the holy ghost 